Uh, now on the Big 89 WLS and live from my office. Oh, what a career break for my friend, Larry Potash. What a thrill for you. <laughs> I'm very honored, Steve, that you would have me on your show. No, listen, we haven't talked in a while, and it's great to reconnect with you. No. Congratulations on Backstory. I'm a fan. Thank you. I have watched it since you since you started it in the 50s. Um, <laughs> right. But it's a cool right. thing. It's a cool thing to be able to yeah. do and to do these longer form things. And I'm kind, yeah. of, I'm kind of a history geek. You must be as well. Yeah. Yeah. And growing up in, in Boston and surrounded by the history of the witch trials, the pilgrims, the, the Lexington and Concord, all these places I went to as a kid. And uh, it just becomes ingrained in, in, in you. And uh, of course, we've done all some of those stories. And, and then you you look beyond that and all the things we didn't learn in high school or we were taught to memorize some dates and take a multiple choice quiz and, and, and never really made history come alive. So that's what I try to do and, and maybe inspire people to, to learn a little bit more. So you got a new season going. Tell me what's happening. Uh, we have some fun conceptual pieces like we like to do once in a while. So we're doing a piece on vinyl records to start the season because I thought it, it's unbelievable that kids would not want the latest, greatest, most convenient, fastest technology. They want to go back and get their parents' albums. They're like, why is this? And is this just a fad? Will it stay? So we looked into that, and that was a lot of fun. That was just something we wanted to do. We're also looking at comic books. But then what really drives our show is are the dark mysteries. Yes. And so there, there's a story about this guy who buys this Victorian hotel during the Depression and says, I have a secret formula to cure cancer. And so they, he, he obviously did not. But uh, over the years, it became a hotel again, and they've embraced this story as a selling point for people to come and see the morgue and the bottles of formula that they dug up in the backyard. So it's, it's, it was a fun story that we uh, went to the Ozarks for, uh, and a story that you're not going to see in your history book. Was, was this uh, similar to the, the lady that just went to jail for the one drop of blood test thing? I mean, was it that kind of in its time, that kind of nonsense? Yeah. In, in its time, you know, people are desperate. He says, I have this cure. Yeah, he had a background in radio, and he kind of used that as well. Um, but it's an interesting story. I find all these stories, you cannot believe that they are true. If it was fiction on Netflix, you'd say, oh, come on, that's ridiculous. But it's true. And uh, I, I just find that that, to me, is more meaningful and more compelling than than watching a fictional story. No, I totally agree. And as you know, in podcasts, true crime is yeah. far and away the number one genre and, yeah. um, you know, you were talking about vinyl records. What I love is when somebody, uh, the kids come up to me and go, I don't know if you've heard of podcasts. I go, yeah, <laughs> no, actually it's radio. It's, yeah. uh, it's actually <laughs> right. been around for about a hundred years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a uh, rule of three, you got vinyl records. You got that story. Give me one more. Um, yeah, it's a good question. So there's another one, um, where, so many people don't know this, but the Mormons came through Illinois and made everybody angry because they were taking multiple wives. And I think it was Stephen Douglas went down and, and told Brigham Young, get the heck out of here or you're, you're toast. So he does. But one guy says, hey, everybody, why don't some of you come with me and we'll go up to Wisconsin? And they did. And then he said, let's go to Beaver Island, Michigan, and I'm going to declare myself king. 
Well, the government gets nervous about this, and they send a hit squad to take him out. And guess what? His followers still exist. They're still up there. Um, I, I didn't. So did you I, know that before this all came up that there was a Mormon sect in Wisconsin? No, no. I I only knew of the story. I didn't know they were still up and operating. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and the second most surprising thing is that they were willing to talk to me, <laughs> which maybe they'll regret. I don't know. Um, and do they have a sense of their own history? I mean, they didn't. They, they didn't they, think you were there to pick on them. Obviously. No, what? No, um, you know, you, when you approach those situations, it's about, you know, I want to hear your side of the story. And it was very interesting and compelling. And whenever I'm doing a story about religion, um, you know, I try to be delicate ab- about it. Um, but it was, it was very interesting. It was an interesting take. And, and of course, the, the Mormons, many of the Mormons in, in Utah, they don't even know about these people. They don't even know this story. And I'm sure they think they're the real Mormons or they're the first Mormons. Well, these people would say, nope, no, we're the real Mormons and we're the first Mormons. I'm not getting, you know, I don't need to settle that debate. Right. But I just find it fascinating. This is a piece of history that literally like nobody knows. Yeah. You know, um, I I know about the Illinois piece of the story. I just never been clear on how they decided to then leave and go to Utah. Was it just disappointment in the bears? I mean, I I don't know what happened there. (laughs) Well, they, um, wherever they went, they were a threat. And the reason that was is because they pretty much took converts. You know, there weren't, there weren't really many original Mormons. They were taking converts. So it was a threat to other established religions. And the whole idea of taking extra wives was not sitting well with the locals. And so that's why they, they constantly ran into trouble wherever they went. So when uh, I think it was Stephen Douglas went down and said, uh, get out of here, he says, well, well, we'll, we'll let you live, but you got to go west to Utah, which at that time was nothing. And they said, we'll take it. And, and they went. So when, when you get pitched stories for backstory, do they come mm-hmm. to you? Do they come to producers? How do they come to you? It's just uh, photojournalist Mike D'Angelo and I put the show together um, pretty much on our own. We get a little help here and there, but there is no – you know, there's no real producer in the sense that you're saying. Um, I come up with most of the ideas and, and Mike comes up with a few. And I've been getting since, since we've been on the year a few years, I've been getting more and more submissions from viewers. And sure. that's been great. And some of those some of those I, I, I do. So uh, I have a very long list of, of stories that I'm excited about. And I just I do them when I when I when I can. If this was 60 minutes, there'd be like 40 people in, in, in a room putting this show on. But it, it's just uh, Mike D'Angelo and, and myself. And Mike's great. I've known Mike for a long time. And yeah, show, he's the, great. The show's terrific. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> is there a push to uh, get it on other platforms? Um, you know, I could make a call, yeah, I, you know, if you need some yeah, real business help. I'd like to take the show national just because I think it's important what's going been going on in this country for a while. I think it's important for people to have a little more context about our the nation's history. And um, so, you know, that's a, a discussion I, that's constantly in progress, I, I guess. You know, I, I one of the reasons I started this show, Steve, is you, you put on the History Channel because I'm a history yep. buff. And, it, and it's, you know, Nazi UFOs yep. and it's all this crap. Um, when people don't even know Lexington and Concord, yeah, you know, they know one line, they know two lines, they don't know any more beyond that. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we just went through a mayoral election here in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, uh, 30% turnout. And the idea that yeah. 70% of people don't turn out and that oh. we don't teach civics anymore. Um, right. I feel like there's a story there for you. But, you know, in regards to the whole national thing, have you decided to maybe find some twins and rehab a house in the middle of the story? You know, something with real meat? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it, it's it, there are more channels than ever, and it is a vast wasteland um, of cooking shows and rehab shows and, and this, uh, you know, sensationalized Nazi UFOs. And, uh, hey, I, I'm just trying to find my little space. Now, listen, it's a terrific show, and I'm not just hyping it because we're old friends. Thank you. I really enjoy it, and I have since you started it, and I was pleased when the old company decided to put it on, and I'm glad the new company's smart enough to leave you alone and keep it on. It's uh, it's yeah, called... So, so far, so good. <laughs> Don't answer your phone. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's called Backstory. When does it air? Uh, Saturday at 7 and six. Uh, 7 p.m. and Sunday at 11 p.m. Those are the new episodes for the next four weeks in April. Now, does it live online if we miss an episode? It does live online uh, at WGNTV.com. And then some people listen to it as a podcast. We kind of transform it into a podcast, and people can listen to that uh, when they're on the elliptical, if if they'd like. Yeah, now I've heard of those podcasts. They're going to catch on. So I, I <laughs> right. think eventually everyone will have one. Um, yeah, look, my mom's got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about time. I mean, the business yeah. hasn't properly recognized her. Now, um, <laughs> let's talk about your other family, the most popular morning show in television in America. Uh, you guys just continue to kill it on the WGN Morning News. And with yeah. all sincerity, congratulations. It's an amazing Thank run. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm coming up on 29 years That's here uh, this summer, and uh, as uh, we the station celebrates its 75th anniversary, we were the last morning show in the market on the air, believe it or not. And uh, we're, we're very lucky that by chance, a bunch of people about the same age came in together and had the same sense of humor, right. and uh, and management leaves us alone and gives us creative freedom, which is also very unusual. And it shows you what can happen when, when, when that does happen. And, and as we gain success, and you'll appreciate this being in the business, you can see uh, the news directors at the other station saying, quick, be funny. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't work that way. Or, you know, they, they, they clean house and they hire four new anchors who are pretty much the same exact thing as right. the previous four anchors. Right. Because that's what most anchors are in the United States of America. Sure. And we always pride, took pride in just being regular people who happen to be broadcasters well what's funny about this show is you, you get news content in and this is mm -hmm. long before there was a daily show and other comedy yeah. platforms where you got actual news but you get news content in in the middle of what looks like a bunch of people playing tv you know, yeah. you know again you, we're both dads you know and our kids would play pretend with something you guys have an ability right. to pull off with ease this notion that all right let's pretend we're on tv again yeah, we do actually spend a lot of time thinking uh, and planning the news uh, as much as people were, you know, may refer to us as, as the funny show. I think we do the news better than the other stations we can. I agree. Against. I totally agree. Um, Especially breaking yeah, news. Yeah. So, 
yeah, we we're, we're, we're you know we're very competitive, and uh, yeah, we just have a, a dark, sarcastic sense of humor. And when everything in in news and television is very vanilla and sterile, and everybody has to pretend to be nice all the time, we just said, let's go the other direction because that's kind of who we are, right? And it's frankly just more interesting to watch. Uh, there's no question about it. Now, as we're recording this, it's twelve thirty on a Wednesday afternoon, and you and I both yeah. need a nap. Um, but let's, let's, let's go through just some folks on the show that again, have been friends forever. Paul Conrad. I love him. You love him. We both love him like brothers, but I know we've run a lot of tests. Have we ever determined what's actually wrong with him? He's a strange man. He's a, he is a 105 year old Russian man (laughs) is, is what he is. He, he eats onions and, uh, he just has these odd, thoughts and and feelings but he is the master of improv and i've uh learned a lot about that from him he makes it look effortless and uh paul and i have never once in 20 something years small talked about the weather going into the weather like every other news anchor and weatherman i don't give a crap i don't even know what the weather is by the time the morning's over same here yeah no same here (laughs) same here and and uh he is a trained meteorologist as well which he doesn't get credit for i don't think it keeps him up at night but he can actually forecast (laughs) the weather so if you're having a kid's birthday party and uh, you'd like paul to come over and do the weather i'm sure he'd be happy to do it um you know for years part of his calling card was he didn't watch tv um does he still not watch tv yeah he has no sense of pop culture at all the only reason he knows who Fonzie is because we tell him, you know, he, he just, he knows nothing. It's like I said, he's a, a 105 year old Russian man. It's 100%. like, he's like a Mel Brooks sketch brought to life. <laughs> uh, now, of course you also have Pat Tomasulo who, you know, and I know he's having a good time, but does he know he's happy to be there? Has anyone told him he's happy to be there? Yeah, I think he is. I think he is happy and appreciative to be there because much of the humor that he does, which I think is very sharp and and, and interesting and uh, very clever, he wouldn't be able to do anywhere else in the United no. States in a news context. Uh, anything we'd say on any given day would get us fired on Good Morning America in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, there absolutely. Would, yeah, there wouldn't even be a meeting. They'd have the cardboard boxes right. packed and ready at the door. Right. Yeah, and yep. and then of course there's Dean Richards, and Dean just celebrated his 107th birthday. God bless him. Um, he is a very hardworking man. I believe Dean at this point, and again, Dean's been a friend forever. But I believe Dean at this point is only doing the show for the free food that he cooks up and the ingredients <laughs> he doesn't have to pay for because he's an amazing cook. He is a really good cook, and his margarita pizza on the grill is one of the best things that uh, he makes. And I've suggested that he do it like once every two months. Yeah, and then, of course, there's Robin, who, though she suffers with chronic kleptomania, is absolutely (laughs) beloved in town. I'm telling you right now, and you know this, you guys go anywhere, they're all looking for Robin, right? Right, And, and the reason is because most news anchors find it, have such big egos, they find it, very difficult, if not impossible, to be self-deprecating. Right. And Robin allows us uh, to treat her like a little sister, and um, it works, and she's a good sport about it, and that's why people love her. Um, and uh, we did not mention one other person in the main cast, and that is the woman that does traffic for you every morning, who I think has been a great addition, and she's very funny and very versatile and can anchor. What do you want to say about her? 
Yeah, well, Sarah, um, you know, what's great about bringing Sarah in is I said, look, we don't we already uh, own the market on sarcastic a-holes. It's great to have someone who is genuinely a nice and happy person. Um, I don't know how she does it. I don't know what her genetics are, or what she, but she is so much fun to have around. Um She's just she's, she is really a, a nice person, and that whole team in the, in, the, in the early show, you know, we say, look, you don't have to be what we are; you be yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they do that very well, and they have great chemistry. And uh, it's uh, I don't know if it's one big happy family, but we all get along really well. Yeah, and then uh, occasionally Jeff Hoover will stumble on set, and then the police are called. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Sarah Jindra is who we were talking about there, and she's been a great addition yep. to the show. I just salute your success, yep. man, and it's great to reconnect and happy to always to throw out a shout-out and a plug for Backstory. Remind folks again when Backstory's on. Uh, Backstory is uh, Saturday at 7 p.m., Sunday at 11 p.m. Uh, for the next four weeks in April. And uh, congratulations on your longevity and uh, continued success to you. <laughs> it's so funny that we've reached a point where that's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the best, Larry Potash. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Take care. Now you're tuned into my podcast. It's live from my office, Steve. From Ithaca, New York, to Carolina South, W. Cochran, Steve. From Minneapolis, and then Chicago twice, top-rated shows achieved. Sit back, relax, and now listen to my show. When or wherever you are, cause you're on the go. It's live from my office, Steve. Thank you for listening to Live from My Office, a service of Monkey Run Productions. All rights reserved. The podcast is hosted by Steve Cochran, and it's mixed, edited, and produced by me, Ross Cochran. Steve is available for corporate speaking gigs. He would love to emcee your event. And occasionally, he's funny. Thank you for listening. Head to CochranShow.com for more.